Welcome to the Aesthetic Doctor Podcast. We don't shy away and keep secrets here. We empower you with education, telling you the truth about all things aesthetic medicine while encouraging you to be the best version of yourself. It's time to look great and feel good doing it. This is your host, mom, speaker, and board-certified physician, Dr. Judith Forger. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 44 of the Aesthetic Doctor podcast. Today's topic is how to create confidence using tiny habits, and we've got quite the expert for you. Julie DeLuca Collins is an author, a trainer, a coach, and a course creator. She's the founder and CEO of Go Confidently Services, and she is also the host of the Casa the Confidence podcast. She has written a book called Confident You, Simple Habits to Live the Life You Have Imagined. Today, Julie and I are going to talk exactly about that. What are some of the simple habits to feel more confident in yourself? What does confidence mean? And how can you become your most confident self? So without further ado, let us welcome Miss Julie DeLuca Collins. Well, Julie, it is so lovely to have you here. And as I told my listeners in the introduction, we're really going to talk today about the uh, topic of confidence, which you're such an expert <laughs> on with your cause of the confidence. So before we kind of go into it, tell us what led you here. What has your journey been to sort of being uh, embracing your own confidence? Okay, I'm going to give you the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is what led me here is that I am not an expert, but I used to get that all the time. As I was climbing the corporate ladder, people would say to me, oh my gosh, you're so confident. I wish I was as confident as you. And really there is a level um, of confidence. I'm a firstborn. I was told to be very assertive. I, from an early age, was told be a leader and not a follower. So yes, there is a level of that, but I don't always have it together. I don't always have it together. And one of the things that I wanted to normalize for individuals is that sometimes when we don't have it together, we just have to go and be confident and do the thing. Um, Many people disagree at times, right? Like they don't like the concept of fake it till you make it. However, for me, it's not about faking it. It's about creating the evidence that when I do the behavior, then I can feel a little better about what I'm capable of. And it's all about the habits as well. And this is why I became a tiny habits coach, because for me, the habits, the behavior, those are the things that allow me to show up and be more confident and then help others gain that as well. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I love the point that you make that sometimes by doing it, you convince yourself that you're, it. you know, mm -hmm. even if you don't feel like an exerciser or somebody who works out, you can become somebody yeah. who works out by just working out 10 minutes a day or going for a mm -hmm. walk every day. And then at the end of 30 days, like these tiny little habits become yeah. who you are. And suddenly you're like, listen, yes, I'm a person who walks. I'm a person yeah. who exercises. That sometimes it is, you know, the behavior that then allows you to embody it. So I love, I love the concept of that. I so, love that you said that, by the way, I have to tell you this morning, I was 
getting ready to come in. I knew we were meeting at 11 and I said, Oh, I'm really hungry. And like, what should I have? And I started to find myself about to go into the pantry. And I'm like, no, I'm a girl who eats healthy and has her protein shakes in the mornings. And that's exactly the things I say to myself. I am a girl who I I'm a person who, because it's that reminder of the aspiration of what we want to become that helps us also create that behavior. I love that. I I, I um, talk about that a lot as in living mm-hmm. with intention, mm-hmm. you know, that you kind of can only live what you can imagine. And sometimes yeah. you have to have the imagination and set that intention and then intentionally it kind of makes the choices kind of easy, right? If you're saying to yourself, I'm a person who eats healthy, suddenly that choice between the granola and the fruit and the pop tart has an easy choice, right? Absolutely. If you're looking at it from the, what would a person that eats healthy eat Mm -hmm. right now? Or what would a person that nourishes themselves or a person that takes care of themselves eat you're mm-hmm. like, well, that probably would not be starting my day with a bag of potato chips. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that this is the one thing that people um, realize that they are so hard on themselves because even let's say they start the day with the potato chips. And I'm not sure who would, right? But they do or whoever, right? No judgment here. Just make a point, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and the thing is, after that, we always have the opportunity to start again. It's it's not, you know, that the, your day is shot. If you think about it, I just heard this this week and I forget where I heard it, that we should break up our day into quarters. Mm. So there is the early morning, the morning, the early afternoon, late afternoon into evening. So that if we, for whatever reason, fall off the wagon or don't follow the plan that we have for ourselves, then we can say, hey, next quarter of the day, I'm going to make it better. And that's really magical, honestly, because you're really resetting your intention like you talked about. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So um, tell me about what it means to be a tiny habits coach. It's quite fascinating. Yeah, you know, for me, being a tiny habits coach, uh, it really means that I'm creating lasting impact in the lives of the individuals that I work with. I basically, as a business and life strategy coach, I specialize in working with women in midlife who really are sort of at this crossroads in their life that they desperately want to follow their path, their passion, their purpose, and build a business. And yet they're very uncertain. They're not 100% sure um, what should they do first, second, or third, or maybe they've been running their business and they kind of feel like they've been throwing spaghetti at the wall. So as a tiny habits coach, I am able to use not only my past experience as a successful business um, executive that built multi-million dollar businesses for many years, but now I'm able to mentor and coach them through a really proven um, framework. And Tiny Habits is a research-based framework that works. And 
any coach can really teach you anything about business, how to run your business, what's an email, how to do it, do you need an LLC, um, what are your offers, how to price yourself. There's a lot of different things that someone can teach you. But the one thing that helps me be a little different is that I help individuals also create the daily action that gets them traction. Because as an entrepreneur, there's things that we need to repeat. There's things that are need to be boring, honestly. And sometimes we're not always going to feel motivated. So the tiny habits framework, it really helps individuals not rely on motivation to do the things that we need to do to move ourselves forward, to achieve our goals, to create that um, impact in our everyday life that's going to stack up to the big wins and continuing to have a successful business or just achieving some of the goals that we set out for ourselves in life. I love that. I love I, you just really dropped so much pure gold there. Um, you know, there's a there's a couple of things that it made me think of. And first of all, thank you for like normalizing also that that part of business. And, you know, I'm a, a I am taught in the methodology of Martha Back, and she calls love it like the square three, where mm -hmm. you're kind of like, wow, this is harder than I thought. Um, where you're doing the work. And I think that's yeah. exactly what it is. Like so much of what you just have to do is show up and show up and show up all over. Yeah. And you're right, doing those little things that you know over time are just going to compound. And again, it goes everywhere in life. It's sort of like we started with this exercise or eating healthy analogy is like, right, if you're going to go from here to, you know, I don't want to use weight loss, but let's say building yeah. some healthy mu muscle mm -hmm. or something like that, you're going to just have to go pick up your weights three times a week, even if Absolutely. that's just for 20 minutes a time. And if you do that for the next three months, six months, or it becomes hopefully a habit for life. Yeah. You want to see those changes and how strong you feel, your bone density and all of that stuff. Absolutely. So I love Martha Beck, by the way. And I think that it is so true that we have to show up. And sometimes we, we are going to have life happens and that will um, get in the way but we got to remember and be our own cheerleader and say, I can do this. And even if you decide, and this is the framework for tiny habits, you say, you know what, I'm going to set a threshold that is so tiny that I don't even have to use motivation. I don't have to even think about it. It's, it becomes very automated. Um, so therefore you show up and you start to see that and you start to see that you can get it done and then you celebrate because by the way, the habit creation doesn't come from a number of days that we repeat the behavior. Habit creation is created through emotion when we feel good, we change. And that's the most important part of the tiny habits framework that after we do the behavior that we want to have is we celebrate it. We celebrate it and we say, oh, go me, I did that, right? It doesn't have to be a big celebration. It could just be an acknowledgement, a smile that, ooh, I opened my email or I looked at my calendar and then habits grow like little plants. You're planting the seeds that grow into big, beautiful plants. Love that. Um, you know, Martha Beck calls that a lot. Um, 
turtle steps, right? It's, Ooh, um, it's that, that. And, and, and it's that whole idea is that that turtle, even if it just makes a tiny step. <clears throat> and um, I love that you put the celebration on there because mm -hmm. the celebration, like you said, it's, it's what seals and completes the circle. Yeah. And it also breaks that habit of negative self-talk mm -hmm. of shame of not being good enough to say wow you guess what you just exercised today you started your day off with a smoothie like go yeah. you started your day off as a healthy person with a smoothie like amazing yeah, absolutely and, and that is so key what you just said we need to stop beating ourselves up the world beats us up anyway. And yes, I know our brain is prone to negativity. That's what its role is, is to protect us by being negative and saying, hey, there's a cyber tooth back there. Um, but really, let's focus on what we do as opposed to what we don't, because then that helps us become that identity that we so desperately want to uh, go ahead and, and become. Yes. Um, so getting back to what you came to talk about, and I love yeah. all the things we've covered so far. I always love talking to other coaches. It's just like, <laughs> you know, we vibe. We're all like, yes, yeah. let's make everybody's world a better place. Love um, it. So, um, you know, how do you increase confidence using <laughs> tiny habits? Because I haven't listened to your podcast. One of the things I really love about it, other than the banter with your sexy husband, <laughs> is um, that it's you give some really good actionable tips. And I think, again, you know, wanting to make this podcast really worthwhile for my listeners, I think it would be just so great if we could, you know, not only explain how it works, but mm -hmm. maybe leave our listeners with some actionable tips that yeah. can immediately incorporate into their lives. So one of the things that I'm going to encourage your listeners is first step in anything, whether it's trying to create confidence or create habits, is I want to encourage you as a listener to become aware we live in a world in which we sort of have this white noise of life that's playing in the background and we're sort of uh, running on automations we we do things habitually even if we don't think it's a habit already so number one start to pay attention um, what are you doing or not doing start to pay attention also i think that a lot of individuals also set very um, lofty goals for themselves, but they don't pay attention to maybe what their priorities are. So if I have a goal that I want to be more um, fit or I want to be stronger in my priorities, I'll give you an example. When I was in corporate America, I had a goal that I wanted to become a yoga teacher. And, um, but I didn't prioritize going to yoga class. <laughs> It was not a priority. So when I realized that that goal and my priorities were not aligned, right, then there was no way that I was going to move closer to that goal. And of course, the farther away I was from achieving the goal, the less confident I felt in achieving or in getting there or in my skill for that matter. So you need to become aware of what your priorities are, what your goals are, is there any alignment in between the two? That's number one. Number two, once you have that piece of awareness, I want you to give yourself a little bit of grace. I want you to not fight. So for instance, for me, 
not going to yoga class, um, I would be like, beat myself up over it, right? As we talked about, we're very hard on ourselves. Oh my gosh, Julie, oh, can't believe you didn't do it. And that's really kind of fighting it. And that overwhelm over not doing the thing is the thing that sometimes keeps us in the loop of not doing the thing. And the more that we're caught in the failure loop, the more that we cannot picture the identity that we want, that confident person that is getting better every day, maybe at her yoga practice, or that person that is getting better at um, going for a walk daily, whatever it might be. So to increase confidence, again, pay attention, awareness, and then don't fight the current behavior, but then ask the right question. Our brain really works like a computer. So the right question is, well, I can't believe you're not doing this, but the right question is how can I? How can I get myself to the gym? How can I get myself to yoga class? How can I get myself for a walk in the morning? So begin to identify. And the more that you start to ask the right question, your brain's going to say, well, let's see if I want to go for a walk in the morning, I got to make sure that I have my shoes on or that I have my gym clothes laid out so that I can see them. And this is where the, the framework or or the anatomy of a tiny habit comes in, right? The anatomy of a tiny habit is the following. When I do blank, I will blank and then celebrate, right? So look at the different things and this is the awareness. What do you do every day? So if I, I, I will give you one of the habits that um, it's my best habit. I drink about I would say 80 ounces of, or so, if not more, of water daily. But I didn't get there right away. And when I looked at a bottle of almost, a, you know, a gallon of water, I'm like, oh, there's no way I can drink that, right? Because our brain goes into overwhelm. But I started to become aware and thought, okay, what do I need to do? What, what do I need to do to drink that water? Well, I need to fill the bottle. Okay, where in my time can I remember to fill the bottle? So then I started to look at the existing behavior that I had in my life. What are the things that are automations? So the first automation for me is something that I have to do every morning when I get up. And that is I have to let my silly dogs outside to go outside. So the behavior and the automation and the tiny habits anatomy is when I let my dogs out, I fill my water bottle and then I celebrate, right? So that those are the three components. Um, what ends up happening is I am not going for the actual drinking the entire bottle. I am not going for, oh my gosh, I, 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 I did I, did I, will I, no. All I'm doing is that very silly, small, tiny action that is so simple that I'm at a, like when I look at the bottle and it's empty, I'm like, oh my God, I'm standing here waiting for the dogs to come in. I might as well fill it up, right? It's so silly. So what it does is that that sets me up for success. My bottle is full for the day already. And a, a lot of times as I'm waiting for the dogs, I'll start drinking. Now, again, habits grow like a little plant. So throughout the day, uh, what ends up happening is because I drank my water in the morning, 
inevitably I'm going to need to go to the ladies room. And then my other tiny habit recipe is like every time I finish going to the restroom, I come back and I drink more water. Or when I um, finish a Zoom call, that is the other time that I drink water. As soon as I finish my Zoom call, I stand up, drink water, and then I celebrate that I did it. So I'm, bec- I'm, I'm incorporating that into existing behavior so it is not creating something out of the ordinary. And when it comes to drinking water, I'm pretty confident I'm a girl who drinks water every day and drinks a lot of it because I have seen the effectiveness. I have seen the evidence. I ask my clients uh, typically when they're feeling lack of confidence to keep um, a celebration journal or to keep a ta-da journal in which they don't make a to-do list for the day, but they make a list of all the things that they were able to accomplish so they can start to see the evidence of what they are capable and able to accomplish. And I love that because most of us are so incredible also at doing all Mm -hmm. these things, you know, by the time I am here with you, you know, I already managed to not get myself, but multiple tiny humans places (laughs) that they're supposed to do be what lunch is packed and sunscreen on and all of this stuff. Right. And that's pretty incredible that we are to do all that. We do Um, a lot. We do a lot and we do not give ourselves credit for it. But when we don't do something, we are going to be the first ones to point out what we didn't do. Yes. And, you know, when people ask, um, what are tiny enough steps? The way I explain it as a coach, and I would love your feedback is the step needs to be so tiny (laughs) that when I suggested for you, you go, well, I can do that. So sometimes, you know, when people do get overwhelmed about these big goals, like, We start just breaking it down Mm -hmm. until your body, and sometimes this is where it's great to use your body compass, in my opinion, until it's so small that you say, well, I can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, as I said, we're not starting with the 80 ounces of water or, you know, a lot of times you and I both coach business owners, you know, if it comes to writing a whole business plan or a paper or launching a new product or revamping a website. And it seems like this mountain of stuff and they just do whatever they can to procrastinate. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it gets so small until that step is so small that they're like, I can do that. And that might be literally like write a sentence about the product or turn on your, mm-hmm. computer, you know, yeah. take a notebook and doodle about what it is they're going to do. And then they're like, well, I can do that. But yeah. if it was even like redesign one page, they're like, that sounds overwhelming. So what about you just like doodle three great things about the service you want to like launch? Mm-hmm. Just give yeah. me three adjectives. I was on this week and they're like, well, I can do that. And then most of the time, like you said, it's such a positive feedback loop. Mm-hmm. Once you can Google me or doodle, I'm sorry, not Google, doodle me those three <laughs> adjectives of who you want to be as a business providing the service. Mm-hmm. You're like, look, I have this doodle and then I made this list also. Now we get to double celebrate and your momentum gets going. And you know what? If all you did was doodle, then maybe next week we can expand this doodle or make those three adjectives into a mission statement. 
Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. You know, when I wrote my book, that's exactly how I started. My goal was that I was going to come up downstairs, make the coffee and come sit at my computer and write one sentence. And there were some days in which I wrote one sentence and I never failed at my task. And I was so proud that I was writing my book one sentence at a time. But there were some days that I actually wrote a lot. I spent maybe an hour or so, but I never, ever not celebrated the fact that I did not write that one sentence. And and again, um, motivation is there. There's something that we call the the behavior fog model named after Dr. B.J. Fogg, who is the founder of the Behavior Lab at Stanford and wrote the book Tiny Habits. He has done uh, tremendous research on habit and behavior design. So he um, talks about how in order for us to do the behavior, there's three things that need to be present, motivation, ability, and prompt. So B equals M-A-P. However, that motivation is the one thing that sometimes we cannot rely on. So when we create the habit and we create a tiny habit that it's so small, we're not relying on it, but we are finding the ability to do it and then the prompt to do it, we are able to then find the success to create that behavior. And like we've talked about, feel more confident at the evidence that we are doing the work that we set out to do. Yes. Absolutely. Because, because you're absolutely right. Those tiny habits. And then some of it though is also, and I would love for you to talk about that. And you've talked about the celebration is, is, is to really get out of that all or nothing mindset, Mm, right? Because so many people, when we, again, go back to exercise, you know, I sometimes call it the minimum baseline too. Oh, so good. I love that. You that you exercise today. And for me, literally it's 10 minutes. Like yeah. my personal minimum baseline for exercise is, and I love the Peloton is I did a 10 minute Peloton workout, whether that's mm-hmm. arms or yoga or stretching, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 10 minutes is my minimum baseline. And when I do those 10 minutes, I say to myself, great job, you exercise today. And I get that mm-hmm. little blue dot and the Peloton thing, which again, <laughs> yeah. helps reinforce that where you're like, oh, I got a blue dot today. Um, that's right. You know, and, um, but, but what do you say to those people who have that that self-talk where it like discounts the tiny habits mm. that makes sense because I feel like yeah. sometimes I run into that where people are like well if I only exercise 10 minutes a day I didn't really exercise and it's like but you did so yeah. what the tiny habits could you speak to that yeah absolutely you know I love minimum baseline I have tons of minimum baselines in my life as well and I think that the one thing that here's what I'm going to tell you Um, Think of a faucet and think of a bucket. If you can choose to put the bucket under the faucet and turn on that faucet like all in and then it's going to pour the water so fast into that bucket that it could begin to overflow. um, Or it could knock down the bucket and then no water is getting into your bucket. Whereas if you're filling your bucket by a minimum baseline of one drop at a time, you you have to understand that, yes, it's going to take a little longer, but you don't want to focus on how long it's going to take. You want to focus on the consistency of it. That 1% incremental change is the compounding change that makes a difference. If you go to the gym, I'm going to go to the gym for an hour, but you only go 
three days in an entire year, you're not going to see the difference that if you go to the gym for, or you do the Peloton for 10 minutes, right? Then guess what? You're going to be much stronger at the end of the year because you've consistently and you continue to level up your skill. And this is one thing. Um, I There's a book called The Gap and the Gain. Have you oh, read I it? I love that book. I and I think that, that that's book. also the concept. On the gain versus our primitive brains wanting to focus on where yeah. we're Absolutely. And that's the one thing that um, focus on how far you have come as opposed to how far you still need to go. Focusing on that particular incremental gain is so important. It's so important. Stay in the now. And again, that awareness, that presence, uh, it's going to make a big difference if you continue to do that. Yeah, and um, I you brought up that 1% change and it is mm -hmm. one of my favorite concepts. And the way I sometimes like to think about it is, you know, some of the us who um, were still taught where you had to do like maps and conferences. Yes. Right? So I, I always ask my clients to imagine this as like a traveler's map on a compass, right? And if you really mm -hmm. change your journey only one degree, you're going to end up at a completely new location over time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that the the one thing um, I, I don't remember the the exact example, but basically, especially a large ship, right? Um, if the large ship is going to move direction, typically the movement is just a one couple of degrees of that and it actually moves the whole trajectory but it does they don't turn the entire wheel to you know to to make that shift because that wouldn't wouldn't make you go in the direction that you want to go it's actually going to be detrimental to your progress and you know we also know and i think you talked about this about the science of tiny habits <laughs> is that when you do small changes that you can sustain they actually become sustainable and they become victories. And most people that kind of want to do a 360 degree change or set these lofty goals, unfortunately, it's much harder to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I want to encourage people to try to build that 1% increment of getting better. Again, you you are going to see that it's a more sustainable approach because think about it. There's so many different things that we cannot control in our lives. There's so many different things that pop up. Um, I'll give you an example for me this year. I had some really great goals and I still have been able to move in that direction for these goals for my personal and my business. Um, but January 28th, no, February 28th, I got a call. My mom fell. She broke her pelvis five places. Um, <clears throat> that was life happening, right? Life just happened. Yet I continue to make my incremental uh, steps forward because I I wasn't going 110% in. I wasn't going big or going home. I was every day showing up consistently, celebrating what I was doing and then moving that one percent and continuing to be better than the day before and really that made me feel so confident so even though you may have all this other things that i was dealing with 
my mom being in the hospital, me being away from home, being not necessarily meeting with clients every day, but I had done some of the work and I was still showing up in a way that I felt confident that my business uh, was still moving. I felt confident that again, my self-care was moving in the right direction. So that's what I want to encourage you and leave individuals with. Don't give yourself so much grief because you're not showing up and, and stop comparing because you may see someone and you think they're doing so much more than you are. You don't know and you don't know how much longer maybe what you're seeing is the result of an incremental 1% and you're just seeing the end result as opposed to the daily grind that sometimes we tend to avoid. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of everything that you've said. And I think you have this gift of really making it so um, easy to understand and making mm. it so actionable. So I'm sure our listeners took like a lot from that. So I would love for you to kind of talk a little bit about your book if you want to. Oh, that's so kind. I have to tell you, I love talking about my book because it's not so much my book, but it's the incredible individuals that I talk about in my book. Mm -hmm. I am a firm believer, and this is again, when people ask me the question about confidence, how come you're so confident? I, I learned, I had incredible friends and mentors that came alongside of me that had some incredible habits that I learned from them, help them be more confident. And then it helped me as I adopted them become more confident. What I do is I go through um, different individuals. There's 10 different stories and anecdotes of women who have made an impact in my life, starting with my grandmother, who was a force to be reckoned with. She was a woman who, from a very early age, she was born in the in the early 1900s, you know, the, the beginning of the 20th century. And for many women, they followed the path of, you know, you didn't necessarily go to school, you, you got married, you you know, had a, had a family, et cetera. But my grandmother really redefined that for herself. She was highly educated. She traveled the world alone. She got married almost in her forties, which didn't happen in those days. And then she had children, but she continued to have a thriving career. She owned a school and at the age of 70, she actually was diagnosed with cancer and she had her leg amputated. She was in a coma for several weeks and many people thought that that was the end of an illustrious career. But despite that, she actually came back better than ever. And one of the biggest things that she taught me is compassion for others, kindness. She also taught me the value of tenacity because for someone who in her 70s, you know, th those were not the days of Peloton, yes. uh, right? But here she was, I remember watching as a young girl as she taught herself to walk again with, without um, having one leg. And then 
taught herself again to walk again with a prosthesis, which by the way, in 1970 something, I remember this wooden leg that she would strap on that weighed 50 pounds but she was intent on doing it and continued to show up, not just for her life, but the lives of all around her. And the more that she continued to focus on gratitude, focus on what she could do for others, focus on consistent action and that tenacity of working hard to do the things that she wanted, she continued to grow in confidence. There's other stories in there when I got my yoga teacher certification, I actually met an incredible woman. I'm glad, by the way, you told us that you got your certification. I was wondering. Oh, yes, yes, I did. Like, oh, yeah, that was 10 years ago. I got it and in actually is going to be four years now. And and I think I, I need to go and, and get my get the renewal um, this year. Um, but when I got my yoga teacher certification in 2019, I met another incredible woman who broke through the pattern of abuse in her life, was the first person to go to college in her family, and she wanted to make an impact on other women's lives who were struggling with trauma, with abuse from a partner, and she you know, she did not feel very confident for many years because of the abuse that she had lived under. However, she overcame by, you know, working on herself, knowing that if she did this for herself, it would create a ripple effect on the women and other people in her family who saw what she did. So again, the story, um, the one thing that is, is, is a beautiful part of the story is that she was very selfless. She was diagnosed with cancer and she actually took a break from her chemo to go through the to, uh, through the yoga teacher certification because she really believed in her mission of helping other women break that cycle of abuse. And it, it was an incredible, incredible touching um, relationship that I am so grateful. And again, the women that are in this book are women who maybe you won't have an opportunity to meet in person but i am happy to bring their stories because sometimes we need to see and believe that it's capable that we are capable just like somebody else because in the, this era of uh, social media we only see someone's highs and if you saw these women from the outside you would think oh i could never i who am i to you know do this but now I'm also giving you the behind the scenes so that you know that it's possible for you as well. And you too can be confident and use the simple habits that will allow you to build this life that you dream of, that you imagine that you can live more fully. Wow, I'm getting chills when you were talking. Mm -hmm. Like it just really comes across how deeply you believe in the mission. And so you. thank you for sharing that. And I think most of us really love stories. Um, and it's such a great way to illustrate. And as you said, you know, again, the behind the scenes, the highs and the lows that we're not 
you know, again, the gap and the gain, that whole thing, and it's all a journey. So we've talked a lot about confidence. And as a final question, when we talk about tips to increase confidence, what does Mm -hmm. confidence mean to you after this very like (laughs) in-depth discussion? I would love to know when you define confidence, what is it to you? Confidence is knowing that at the end of the day, we are capable to be brave despite our inner fears despite the naysayers of the world but confidence is that little light inside of us that when we work at doing the action daily we can continue to grow the light that not only warms us but also shines for others to see and that's what confidence means to me wow i think this is a total mic drop moment (laughs) So I'm going to leave it here as the mic drop. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your light with us. Thank Mm. you for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your insights. Um, Before we log off, we're obviously going to put all this in the show notes. Um, Please tell our listeners um, where they can find you. And you, I mentioned it in the intro. You also have a really fun podcast. So please share everybody where they can follow you if they want more of you. Sure. So thank you again for having me here. I love this conversation and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share something that I am so passionate about. People can find me uh, on all of the social media platforms. I'm Julie DeLuca Collins. I I love to hang out on every single one of them for whatever reason, (laughs) because I'm an extrovert. Um, But my website is goconfidentlycoaching.com. And for anybody who wants to find out or maybe go through the five day tiny habits um, course, we have the it's free we don't try to pitch you or sell you on anything uh, um you know i am a tiny habit certified coach and again the tiny habits academy hosts this and i'm happy to coach you for five days it's a free experience and if you go to go confidentlycoaching.com forward slash quick links you can sign up for the tiny habits coaching there all right and last thing the podcast include the podcast. yes the podcast how I can i forget my other child um <laughs> the podcast is called casa de confidence and i host that with my incredible supportive hashtag handsome hot husband daniel who is also the producer of the show and in his own right a podcast producers for other individuals who um, have a podcast and we just love doing it together it's such a labor of love and you can find it in all of the podcasts platforms i also have a radio show confident you and the confident you radio show is on the global radio network 360 and you can ask alexa or you can google online confident you radio and you can find it that way as well but if you go to my website there is a link in there for that as well all right well have a wonderful day and thank you again (gasps) and listeners this was a great one hope to see you next time Thank you for having me. And don't forget, everybody, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Thank you for listening to the Aesthetic Doctor podcast with Dr. Judith Borger. We'd love to connect with you outside of the show. Follow Dr. Borger on Instagram at Dr. Borger and find more online and ways to work with Dr. Borger at www.theaestheticdoctor.com. Until next time, be well.